Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the podcast, 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. It's Motivation Monday. It is time to get motivated, time to get some juices flowing. And today we're going to talk about winners versus losers, right? And um, I want to remind y'all that it's kind of like going to a Rocky movie, right? Like you can get really pumped up listening or seeing something. The trick is keeping it, and that's um, that. That to me is not motivation anymore. It is motivation in the in the slim sense of it, but it, it's it's where it becomes that intrinsic motivator, right? That that motivator that comes from within, like that's the hardest one to kill off. Extrinsic, where you get a reward for something, like. Uh, you know, and, and and a lot of the stuff is motivated extrinsically, but when you do it, regardless of what the outcomes are, that's when you're like unstoppable. But anyway, let's jump into this. Winners versus losers. Like, what is the big difference? And if you guys follow me on TikTok, uh, fifteen alive, all of it's fifteen alive, right? Or Tito speaks, right? Um, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff, right? I pretty much put the same content out on all my little channels, but it's about, um, I do these short videos and I did one on winners versus losers. So let's jump into this winners versus losers. What's first off the big difference between the two? Well, I actually want to start with what's the same. You know what both winners and losers both have? They have a goal, right? Nobody studies 20 hours for a test to go in and fail it. Nobody. Nobody. You don't see that. People don't put their bodies through all kinds of craziness to train for whatever be a sporting event or a weightlifting event or whatever to lose, right? People don't set a goal of, you know, getting a degree or going to a certain school to not do it. So why is it that we have winners and losers if people are basically trying to get themselves to the same place? Like, why is there such a divide? And why, um, obviously, sometimes there's only one winner, right? Sometimes there's multiple. But in that, why why don't people get back on their feet? Because when you hear some of these stories about... You know, everything from like the Samuel Jacksons and the Morgan Freemans that that wanted to be big time actors but didn't hit it big until they were really older. You know, when when you hear about, um, you know, people like Steve Jobs and everything that dropped out of school and then became like these big innovators that you expect to be the ones who finished school, right? <clears throat> but what's the difference between them and someone who who would have took those setbacks and said, well, I guess it didn't work out, right? Hint, hint. That's that's the difference between winners and losers. Like a loser will see something and say, that's it. Where a winner will see something and go, well, that didn't work. Um, Thomas Edison, God, I hear so many different things, 10,000, 1,000. I'm pretty sure it was like 10,000 times failing at the light bulb, right? 
damn, 10,000? Like, you had like 9,999 failures. And then the light bulb behind charcoal of all things was, was what got him to realize what he had to do, which wasn't close things. So the light bulb wouldn't just go out. Right. So, um, needless to say, winners and losers, let me use myself, like, especially pre-prison, right? I don't know how many times I was on a right path and whatever speed bump, you know, whatever monkey wrench got thrown in the game, it was a wrap. And I'm going to tell you, uh, once again, the intrinsic motivator is so much more powerful. But it's also the environment you're in, right? Your environment. Think about this. Like, anything you've you've been a loser at, right? Whatever it may be. You know, everything from losing weight to getting the grade to maybe even going up and talking to that, that girl or guy you wanted to. Whatever it may be, right? The, the external mitigators, factors play a huge role sometimes and that's and that's one of the things that you know uh what what do they say you know like if you hang around uh five millionaires you'll be the six and if you hang around five thousand heirs you'll be the six right um so back in the day i hung around people that that weren't pushing themselves to do great scholastically now i know i might have some friends listening to this going hey hold up i was but the thing was is they might be the one person I was hanging around at the time that was doing well. Okay. Like, uh, I'll never forget. I had friends that were in UC Berkeley and stuff and, and they were doing good. And, uh, th- and this is right before prison, like not, well, not right, but real close before, you know, everything just came to a head for me. I went to a different city and anyone from the Bay area knows like uh, DVC Diablo Valley college, was like the community college if you wanted to go into a uh, like an Ivy League school or whatever. Like they were a respected junior college, right? So I ended up transferring over to DVC and I moved out uh, to Walnut Creek, which is kind of you know the white suburb type area, right? There's more money and stuff out there, but it it took me away from the negative influences I had, and I was able to get really good grades and I got into UC Berkeley. But guess what? That moved me back to Berkeley, where I was from, back to the the devil's den. I started hanging out with all those bad people again. And so all that focus I had because I was around people that were really trying to do well, right, was gone. Like, don't get me wrong. You see Berkeley, there's plenty of people. And I have friends there that, you know, you know I even signed up with classes with a couple of my friends. But I was trying to do the things that I was doing before that didn't get me into Berkeley, right? And needless to say, I got into Berkeley, and a few weeks later, I dropped out. Yeah. And and I'm not holding this against my father. I, I love that he gave me a parachute for this, but he told me, hey, I need help at, at my shop. Like, why don't you come and help me run the shop? And and there was my out. In my mind, I wasn't a loser. I was a winner. I'm helping my dad. He needs me. But the fact is, is I probably needed even my dad to say, get off your ass, you dummy. You got in, you can catch up, you can do the work, you just need to get focused, right? But I ended up going to work for my dad and then hanging out literally every night. Because guess what? I could party, and when I say party, I just got drunk all the time. But I could party and work, and work well. Like, I, I, I was good at work, right? But I'd be out 
man, you talk about living paycheck to paycheck. I was living day to day because my money went out to bars and everything to hang out, right? And ultimately led me down the path where hanging around the wrong people, eventually something bad was going to happen, and it did, and I went to prison. And that's that's Tito as a loser. Now, Tito as a winner, right? After prison, figuring things out and figuring out, like, who you surround yourself definitely has an impact on you because you want to do better when you're around people that do better. You, you just do. You just do, right? Because you don't want to be the, you don't want to be that, that last person in the group, like the one who's barely making it in the group. You want to be the one that's at least pulling their weight, if not being the leader of the group. And then eventually you figure out, maybe I need to go up into the next circle, right? So the first big thing for me was changing, changing that environment. So I cut off all the them negative people, people that, that weren't about progress. I even dated someone when I first got out of prison that when I was trying to elevate myself and move up the corporate ladder and, and you know, get my education, she was okay with where she was in life. And that was like where I was trying to leave. And to this day, I, I still got love for her. You know, I'm married with, uh, love my wife and everything. This woman, she wasn't a bad woman. She just wasn't the woman for me. My wife now kicks my butt every day to do better. And I love that. Like, I need that sometimes, right? So, <clears throat> winner Tito versus loser Tito. So, the other thing is, um, losers will set a goal and it becomes okay not to hit it. Because a winner is going to keep getting back on that horse and riding off, right? So, loser Tito, when something would go wrong and I wouldn't get what I wanted or 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 it got hard, got rough, right? You know, the the tough get going when it gets rough, all that kind of stuff. It's not even that cliche, it's just that you don't give up. You just don't give up. You know? And that's that's what the the winner Tito in, in the things I've won, I'm not going to say I'm a winner all the time, but the the winner attitude that I have more so now than I ever did, but especially when I first got out of prison, I'm going to tell you, I was unstoppable. And I, I, I'm i working my way back there, and you guys have probably heard me say that a little bit, but I was unstoppable. Anytime someone said I couldn't do something, like it was like the gloves had hit the floor. It was go time. Like even if I didn't want to do it, I'm like, I'm just going to do it to prove you wrong. Because I felt like after 12 years of prison, like I had to show people that I could do things. People just had this, uh, you know, he's no different. And and as much as my personality, who I am, my aura, my, my generosity, my wanting to see people win, that's always been me. That 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 never changed. But the people I'm hanging around with and the way I get that done, like I used to push people to do stupid shit because that's what they wanted to do. And I'd help them get there. And then other people that needed a, a helping hand, I was always there for them. But they were in negative stuff. And I, I was basically just keeping that circle of negativity going, even though like the kindness, the generosity part that is still me like that's what it was but it was just wrong people like I should have been trying to help them in a different way but my problem was I was right in the same slush that they were in that negative energy right needless to say winner Tito now right what's what's so different what's so different is I push myself 
I'll tell you, and you guys have probably heard me say this too, like on this weight loss journey, right? I get up and, and I've been dialing it back because I'm trying to make it more sustainable. So more on the food side, because I've been more like exercise like a crazy person and then I can still eat like a fat kid, but um, I'm trying to scale that back. So now I'll do my little jogging like every other day, three days a week, sometimes four, sometimes five, but three days is what I try and, you know, that that's my like do it and it's usually a little over five miles and like just the other day I got it down to where I did the whole five miles and mind you I still do some walking in there but it it went from two-thirds of it was walking to a third of it was walking to now hell I don't need I don't even think I walk a mile out of five plus miles hell I, I know I don't I it, it's not a lot that I walk but when I get out there in the morning don't you think for a second that I'm not telling myself it's okay just to walk a few miles and hey we got our we got our exercise and we got something in but then something pushes me like no dude you got to do better you got to do better and as a matter of fact and this will be my little uh commitment right uh they got a 10k uh run coming up here in chicago and so i'm gonna sign up for it because that's 6.2 miles and the other day i did six miles um and yesterday uh, I did five miles jogging and it was an average pace of like nine and a half minutes a mile. And for me, hell, I feel pretty damn good about that considering I didn't kill myself. To me, it was just normal. So I'm, I'm getting a little bit better. Uh, but needless to say, <clears throat> this whole winners versus losers, I, I want to give credit because what, what motivated me to kind of talk about this and think about it more in depth uh I've been listening while I'm jogging to a book called uh, Million Dollar Habits, and that's by uh, Robert Ringer, um, and he kind of touches on this. I'm just expanding on it with some of my own experience. So needless to say, like some of the stuff I do now, um, it's just I keep pushing like to read books and stuff. I'm, I'm not a big reader, so like I just said, like I listen to books. Like I'll see books that I think might interest me or think might spark something new in me or or I think might help me to keep pushing myself, you know, to be better, to to can have continuous, you know, internal operational excellence and leadership development. And so I pick these books and I just keep them in my little phone and I throw some headphones on and and I'm out there and even whether I'm walking, whether I'm jogging, you know, I I, I listen, right? And then sometimes I'll stop and take a little note like, man, I, I want to remember this or I want to use this somewhere else. So what you got to ask yourself is when you set a goal, what happens when something derails you? What happens when things aren't working out? What happens when someone tells you it's okay to stop? Do you go, hey, you know, thanks, but this is my goal and I'm going to hit it. Like, if you set a one-year goal and it takes you three years, why? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, let all your stuff lag and take forever to happen. Like, tomorrow isn't promised. But chip away at it every day. And maybe you miscalculate. Maybe it is a three-year goal. Either which way, like, don't give up. Once again, look at some of these guys that, like, I forget. They talk about uh, Colonel Sanders. Like, he was, like, 60 when someone finally bought into his franchise KFC, right? Like, like, don't let anyone tell you that you're too old. Don't let anyone tell you that it's taking you too long. Don't, like, screw them. It's not their dream. It's not their goal. Like, winners versus losers. The only difference is you allow your goal to not become your goal anymore. Like, look at these MMA fighters. Like, 
you don't see it like back in the day, like boxing and stuff, where someone would go 10, 20 years undefeated. Oh my God, never beat. And maybe at the end of their career, they lose once and then they come back and win once and then they leave because at least they were undefeated when they quit, when they retired, right? <clears throat> MMA fighters all got losses pretty much, you know? And they and, and if they go on like a 10, 10 win streak, that's like a big freaking deal. But I think that's the epitome of... You get in there and stuff happens and it's okay to like lose for the day. Don't lose for life, right? Don't lose your focus on getting back up and, and just keeping at it, right? And and I forget where I, I heard this. I think it might have been Simon Sinek, but it's kind of like if you have kids, like, and I'm pretty sure it was him that said this, but it's like, when do you stop trying to teach them how to talk or walk, right? And people are like, well, I would never stop. Like, like I would keep working with them because, you know, they're a kid. And, and it's like, exactly. So why would you stop doing that with yourself? Why would you stop, like, working towards your goal? Right? The goal didn't change. Now, now don't get me wrong. There are circumstances where a goal might change and you might want to, like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this because now it's irrelevant or, you know, the goal is shifted, right? But at the end of the day, man, don't freaking quit on yourself screw everyone else and I'm, I'm gonna wrap it up on this you know you hear a lot of this in in the navy seal range right people think it's like the biggest baddest people because they're the most feared you know military you know operational unit out there but <clears throat> navy seals aren't all the biggest and strongest like don't get me wrong a lot of them are freaking some beastly dudes right but a lot of them are just guys that just would not quit and that's what they want. They want people that when the shit hits the fan, they are not going to put their weapon down. They are not going to leave their brother or sister behind. They are going to push through all the emotional, the mental stress because they are going to achieve their goal. And they're going to do it with their brothers and sisters. And so when you talk about building a team at work, have a Navy SEAL team. Have a team that... Like, no matter what happens, like, that's why um, I am a senior vice president of operations now, right? Uh, fancy word that I'm a I'm a executional, operational Navy SEAL type when it comes to work, right? My biggest thing is we execute. If we say we're going to do something, we execute that. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be budgetary issues. There's going to be people issues. Like, I expect all of that to happen. Matter of fact, I almost get giddy about it. Like, how are we going to navigate that? And and in my mind, like, how much does that make us better at operators, being operators, when we still execute regardless of those hiccups and those trials and tribulations? So I, I get all, my, my CEO came in my office the other day and we were talking about all like crazy stuff, everything from COVID to staffing issues to to remote work and doing all this stuff and she goes you you're like excited about this not stressed out and i'm like oh i get excited about this because to me it's like i get to to work through a problem and i get to do it until like it's gonna get done right and yes i get excited about that so anyway get excited about hitting your goals get excited about having to deal with the curveballs that are come down that plate and you still got to swing and get a hit right just get excited about it, but get excited because you want the goal. And the final piece on this is if you're not willing to do all that to reach that goal, then maybe it was never really your goal.
Anyway, winners versus losers. Make a decision. Set a goal. Be a winner. Winners don't give up. Losers not only give up, but they let other people around them tell them it's okay. If you're a winner, that circle is going to be on your behind to get back up. Go be a winner. Love y'all.